Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for VCU basketball. Every game can be heard right here on 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM with the extended pregame show coming to you live from the Commonwealth Room of the Seagull Center tonight at 6.15. Phone lines are always open, 833-804-0910, Uh Stubb, do we have a caller that wanted to chime in real quick? Yeah, we got Dolphin Dave here who oh, had Dolphin a, a quick Dave. Netflix bit for us. Dolphin Dave, haven't heard from you since the Dolphins got eliminated. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I wanted to tell you this because I, I don't know if you remember the first time we talked. I made the bold statement, which I was wrong. I'll admit it, that they weren't going to lose a, a game in the uh, AFC East. And there was this team called Buffalo. They seemed to have a <laughs> number. They won all the other games. But they... Uh, <laughs> Buffalo, in, and uh, even if they had won that last game against them, which was a very doable win, uh, I still would have pulled them wrong. They still would have, because they got absolutely boat raced when they played Buffalo. Uh, but so I will, I, I call up, when I, I'll call up and call myself out. When I'm wrong, I'm wrong. That's my <laughs> wife. She thinks I'm wrong all the time. Uh, I love that, Dolphin Dave. Yeah. Yep. Now, listen, I want to tell you something, and this is not just. It is the backcourt. I have never, will never watch Bats or Bachelorette at all. And I understand, hey, why you're doing it with your girlfriend. Yeah. But here's my daughter, my son-in-law, who's literally stationed overseas in Bahrain with the Navy. My son in California. My son in Charlotte. My daughter-in-law in Charlotte. And I think there's one other person literally have a Bachelorette or Bachelor Fantasy League. <laughs> when they pick in the beginning who they think is oh. going to go ahead. Now, I don't know if they put money into it. Yeah. But basically, they start from the beginning of who they think is going to be the ultimate person. And I think each one of them gets, I don't know how many bachelorettes there are, but they each gets like six, four picks or whatever. But they literally will watch this on TV together while they're Skyping or doing <laughs> something so they can discuss this entire thing, including a son who's six hours behind us, but would not miss it unless he's working. I love that. Dolphin David, I love how fantasy is kind of bleeding into television. My friends and I do that with Survivor stuff, where we pick people at the oh, beginning. Did? Wow, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, so I might yep. have to give that a try with The Bachelor. I did. Yeah, I did. get you I, into it more. I was be really more, into in. Lexi with the sequin dress. Okay. She was, <laughs> she was, I had to, had to cool it a little bit. Yeah, yeah you gotta, you, <laughs> yeah. you can't get too sized. <laughs> yeah, so. you know, right. <laughs> My son, I did ask a question. And I know it's a dumb question. I'm old. But the best way I could say this is if they said the last bachelor, and apparently there's a lot of controversy about this one. I always wondered if, you know, you see all these scenes that they actually hook up. And my son told me the last bachelor hooked up three different girls in the last week before he made a pick. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a little bit juicy there. <laughs> that, the yeah. guy last night was yeah. definitely, uh, there were 32 girls, I think he made out with like eight of them. And one of them, yeah. he kissed her sister right in front of her. You that's, know what? I yeah. might be becoming a fan of this dumb show. <laughs> I really might be. All right, yeah. Dolphin Dave. Good. You're not, you're not a fan of the show. You're a fan of the guy who's been able to pull that off. Right, yeah. All right, good call, Dolphin Dave. We got to run here. We got a special Take guest with us on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. We got to get back on track. It is a VCU game day. It's Robbie Robinson. What's going on, Robbie? Wow, I don't, I don't know if I can follow Dolphin Dave. I, just, <laughs> I feel like 
maybe taking a break and let's all take a big breath and maybe come back and talk about VCU basketball. That is, that is some big shoes to fill on your airwaves there, Awad. Hey, Robbie, let's start, though, by giving a shout-out to VCU Athletics for Decades Night. I just thought it was incredible. I thought it was the best crowd of the season so far. The Buckets hats were awesome, and the team responded. Yeah, it was great. Um, you know, things like that uh, are have been commonplace at VCU in the past, and it was great to get it back there uh, for a Friday night game, I tell you what, you know, Friday night, ESPN, you've got the students as their first game back or their first time to go to a game, get back from break. All those things kind of came together. Uh, plus, like you said, the decades night was sensational. So, yes, very proud of everybody here. And it was awesome to be a part of it. And, and yeah, I mean, now you've just got to kind of validate it and keep it going. And I think hopefully the, the idea would be that the students left here and told their fellow students in the dorms or their apartment or fraternities or whatever, like, man, that was a ton of fun. we got to get back there, and hopefully they come back tonight. Yeah, got to make it a party tonight at the mm-hmm. Stew. And it was next man up with Nozeb Jackson, Joe Bamisil, um, 29 points. Next man up again tonight with Nozeb Jackson. Yeah, they, I just saw that on the same place that you see it, is that um, Zeb is out tonight. I think he's – they're probably giving him – if he can – you know, doesn't go tonight, then he can come back. It'd be a two weeks off, and I would imagine Saturday he'll be good to go for Davidson. But, sure, that means Jason Nelson and, again, Joe Bamisil and, to some extent, uh, Fats Billups and even, I guess, you know, look at like a Sean Barristow. I mean, we're, we're pretty deep and we're pretty weaponized, Adam. I mean, I, losing Zeb is tough on a lot of different ways. His leadership – I think his ability to defend the perimeter is, is very good. Obviously, he can get to the basket. He provides a three-point threat. So not having him is, is a loss for sure. But that being said, like we've got guys that can step in, and that's exactly what um, Joe did the other night, and that's what we're expecting our guys to do today. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, I'm going to give Zeb a lot of credit. He's still being a leader on the bench. Like, I saw him multiple times talk to Jason Nelson, talk to his teammates uh, from the sidelines last game. So still uh, fulfilling his duty as a captain. But, man, Sean Bairstow, so impressive at his height to handle the rock like that. Yeah, he's just skilled. I mean, he's he's a, a guy that's been through the wars. I mean, he's now looking at, oh, how many games has he played? He's like his 130th game, I think, as a collegiate so I mean that's that is 124th actually is it? So that's a lot. That's a lot of reps for a guy, and he just has a good handle. Like you know, he's he's one of those international guys from Australia, and you see those a lot when you're watching the Olympics or watching FIBA or whatever international basketball you'd like to be watching. And you see tall guys like Sean able to handle the ball, and we've got that now in him, and it's awesome to watch. He's averaging nine assists over the last two games. He had 12 against Loyola, and then. Came back with a six-assist, good-looking night against St. Louis. And he provides such a huge dimension for us. And the other thing is, too, we're just – Adam, we're not turning the ball over as much as we were at the beginning of the year. Like, our our turnover percentage, which is, like, the amount of possessions that you're turning over, has almost been cut in half in the last seven games. That's enormous. That means you're getting that many more shots. That means your opponent's getting that fewer amount of shots. Those run-out slam dunks are just not as prevalent as they were in the first – I don't know, seven, eight, nine games. And a lot of that has to do with Sean and his ability to hold on to the basketball and not turn it over. Yeah, there's just a calmness with, with him at the yeah. uh, the helm of the offense. Robbie Robinson with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. Robbie, I want to get your take on this. A few games ago when VCU lost, I asked Seb Jackson, what's the team's identity? He, he didn't have one. He said, we're still developing that. Now it feels like they have developed an identity where – they're hard-nosed, a hard-nosed defensive team that can score when they want to, right? They they can score 80 points a game, but they want to hold their opponents now to like 65, 70. 
Yeah, I hope so. I mean, but then again, like, what team doesn't want to do that? I would think, I mean, it, it, I don't think it's that easy of an answer that they're hard-nosed defensively and score when they want. I, I mean, that to me is like, that's the best team in the country. <laughs> I think for VCU, I think right now their identity has got to be consistency, and I think they're still – they're making steps towards that. They've been consistent the last three games against George Mason, against LaSalle, and then against the, um, St. Louis on Friday night. And now, for me, um, is their identity going to become that deep? Because you know, defense always it tra- you know defense goes where you go. I, you know that it isn't dependent on shots. It isn't dependent on a lot of different on fouls. I mean, defense is dependent on how much you want to um, play that on that particular day. And for me, I'm looking for their consistency. We've had three in a row, Adam. Three games in a row. We're, last three games, teams are averaging 58 points per game against us. That is elite. That is phenomenal. The question is, can that just become what we expect? Because in years past, we knew that would happen. When you showed up and BC was in uniform, you knew the game was going to be a defensive slugfest. Now my question is, can is that going to be four games tonight? And then five games once we go uh, on the weekend to Davidson. And, and whether we win or lose those games or not, I think that's a result, but can that defense be there? I think that's what they really want their identity to be. And coaches are bigger for identity, man. You you want to get a coach to give a good answer, like hold the identity question till the very end of the interview. Like, coach, <laughs> what's your identity? They love talking about. I mean, heck, even Anthony Grant, who I'd interviewed for a whole season, and we know Anthony is a man of very few words. I mean, doggone, Anthony Grant. You ask him about identity, he'd give you a good sentence and a half, and that was a win with Anthony Grant. Coaches love talking about that, and um, I think Coach, Coach Odin would probably tell you that's still a work in progress, and that's where they want to go as, as a team. Robbie, thanks so much for the time, man. I'll see you at the stew tonight. All right. Thanks, Adam. Talk to you soon. Yep. You're listening to AWOD on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. So it is... Odyssey Richmond's producer night out. Oh, yeah. Tonight, we're letting Stubb and JC from Michael Phillips' show out of the cage. We're letting the monkeys out. First time leaving the office in five months. Yeah, we're going to take you guys out to the VCU game. And we got post-game plans. We're going to be headed out to Ram's house. I'm excited about that. Certainly, definitely going to get some food after the game. And it's getting me hungry. So I wanted to do an impromptu version of Dude Food right now on the fan. Dude Food! We're not responsible for the content of this program. Or anything we say when we're really hungry. Where's my food? Dude, where's my food? food? The most delicious food you've ever tasted. Yes! How can he piss off a flip-flop? <laughs> he loves food. Dude Food! Stub Panera facing another lawsuit. Have you heard about this? No, I don't think so. We talked about it before, the controversial Charged ah, Lemonade. The lemonade that kills you. They have been hit with a third lawsuit over the controversial Charged Lemonade, with initially contained up to 390 milligrams of caffeine in a large 30-ounce serving. The first two lawsuits involved the death of a 21-year-old in 2022 and a 46-year-old in 2023. The third lawsuit has been fired by a 28-year-old woman in Rhode Island who claims she suffered health issues after consuming the beverage. Now, remind us, what was this story? It was that someone died. Right, the but what were they doing to the lemonade? They were just oh, it, putting just too much so caffeine much in much it. caffeine in it. Yeah. Just way too much. Like more than... <laughs> more than like four Red Bulls, basically. Right? I, I, I need to check the math, but that sounds... 
realist and i've had it yeah oh you oh you have oh i have had it yeah and you live to Once tell the twice. tale tell the I, story like i like i drink coffee every day like it gets me a little amped yeah i i was shaking really when i had like i i felt it it i i'd imagine it's similar to what like drugs feel like to some people wow like the, the uppers it was like taking an upper wow so the fda food and drug administration says that healthy adults could consume up to 400 milligrams a day without side effects well, that's 390 in just yeah. the lemonade. <laughs> so I hope you hadn't had a just, cup of coffee just to start under your day. The... Right, or any sugar with, with the food you ate. Wow. Uh, so the lawsuit claims that the Panera Charged Lemonade advertises as containing as much caffeine as its dark roast coffee, where in actuality, a coffee only contains 137 milligrams less than the large charged lemonade. Wow. Yeah. So basically, it's two of these coffees put together. But I hey, you, large coffees. You got a big day. You're tired, and that it it is it is a route that you can take to wake yourself up. It is. That's just wild. And man, I will say, I'm not a fan of Panera, but it slaps hard when you're not feeling well. Yeah, it, it, you know, yeah, it's sick food. It's it, sick it, food. It's, it's hospital food. It kind of is. It, like it is. It, it's it's good. It, it's decent hospital food. It's decent hospital food. It yeah. used to be great. That was the go-to after church family outing. <laughs> uh, I, I I don't know how many times I've been since. It's it's kind of the portions are too small. That's yeah. really what gets me. Do you have anything you wanted to bring up on dude food today? Yeah, there's a new like Galaxy Space Oreo. Okay. And if in a, a a certain lucky five winners will get a trip in a space balloon to the outer rim of space. Oh no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> I'll eat the Oreos. I'll turn down. Uh, I will turn down that trip to space. How about like, Wendy's introducing a new breakfast burrito? Okay, you're what's, you're what's, a Wendy's fan. Yeah, I am a Wendy's fan. What do I, you like from Wendy's again? Uh, just a burger. No, but didn't you say you liked like the two oh, for the, four or something? Like oh, that? the four for four. But four that's for not four. that's not real anymore. It's gone. It's the five dollar biggie bag that's six dollars. So th- they used to have a thing called the four for four. Yeah. Now they changed to the five dollar biggie bag. But they, but it's six dollars. And it's not that big of a bag. No, <laughs> no. It, it's four nuggets, a yeah. small fries, a small burger, and a drink. I will say, I do appreciate all of the fast food places getting in on the breakfast game. I always felt it was weird that only McDonald's had decent breakfast, right? You know, all these other places, like, didn't even attempt to do it. It was like, yeah, come here afternoon, you know, but yeah. why not in the morning? Yeah, um, but you know, Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts were yeah. taken off of that. So Wendy's introduced their new breakfast burrito. features uh, eggs, seasoned potatoes. Cheese, applewood bacon, Swiss cheese sauce. That's interesting. American cheese plus Swiss cheese sauce, um, packed with two packets of Cholula, and it's three ninety nine. Seven hundred and twenty calories, though. Oof, it's a lot, though. That's a good amount of calories. Like if you if you need to get full. Yeah, I will say I do. I do really like. Um, potatoes on anything breakfast. Oh, dude, the, the spicy potato soft taco at Taco Bell, really? best menu item. Really? It's potatoes. It's, when it's, I go to no McDonald's and I get a breakfast sandwich, I open up the breakfast sandwich and put a hash brown on top so that I have a and little potato in there. That rocks. Yeah. I, I, I got to give you credit for that. That's, yeah, a good, that. that's a good That's a good. hunger hack. Yeah. That's a hunger. <laughs> you know what? That should be a segment on the show, the I, hunger I, hack. That's a, that's a Burger King commercial oh, I think really? that that's from. I don't know. I've been that. watching a lot of. Do you have any hunger hacks at your crib right now? What is the one thing that you're embarrassed to say that you've been eating a lot of? I'd probably just eat too much frozen chicken tenders. Really? Yeah. Oh, like just do you microwave them or do you? No, oven no, no. Cook I, them? I toast oven them. Yeah. But like I'll, I'll put them on. I'll put it between two pieces of toast. I'll put really? it on rice. 
or I'll just kind of have them with ranch. I like it, that. It makes a lot of me. I, big thing new for me. Normally, I'll go home and I'll make a ham and cheese. Okay. You know, that, that'll be my lunch. been toasting it. It's a whole new level. Yes. Like, you throw it in the toaster you oven. You are growing up, it's man. It's great. It adds so oh, much. It's, it's so beautiful it's, it's to see. It's life-changing right you know, there. Your kids go through <laughs> adolescence and all this. That was beautiful. I'm ashamed about how many bags of popcorn I've been going through. Ooh. And I have an idea. All right? It's a mm. hunger hack now. Hunger hack. I want to develop, all right, uh, what is it, Orville Redenbacher? You know, pop them till you stop them all. There's all these different bags of popcorn, right? Okay. All right. That you know, I think Orville's probably the best, but mm. there's like 7-Eleven brand. Sure. There's all these different brands, Costco brand. You know, uh, there's you know, movie theater branded popcorn. All right. I think those bags are way too big for one they, person. Yeah, they kind right? of are. You, you put them in the microwave. You press popcorn, or you do it. You know, two minutes, thirty seconds. That's what I do. It all pops, and then you go through like half the bag, and you're stuffed, and you feel like a fat ass. I want to create personal bags all right yeah. like a personal pan pizza right. personal pan popcorn ppp that's the same kind of thing because i think microwaved popcorn is the best i, I i've tried I agree. The, I, the white cheddar or the you know sun pop all that that stuff's good but the heated popcorn when it's really hot i think tastes its best but the bag is too big so i want to do personal pan popcorn i wonder if the size is a logistics thing like you know what? Like maybe because if you maybe have if too, too small, too you're little, gonna over pop it. You're gonna over pop it. And only half burnt. of them will pop. I have, I, I, that might I, be the situation. I've here. had it where you you open the popcorn bag and you got like a hundred kernels, or you open the popcorn bag and it smells like smoke. And, and maybe that's it. a bigger issue with less. So yeah. you're really gonna need to get the scientists on this I one. Just, but I really because I really believe. That's one of the best snacks out there. Hot popcorn. No, I, I get you. When you're it, watching it, a movie, skinny pop is not an skinny equivalent. Pop's That's not a different it, thing. That's a different right? thing. No, I'm not. I'm not eating it to stay skinny. I'm eating it because no, it tastes popcorn. good. Yeah. Do yeah. you do you do the, the 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 shaker the shaker flavors? No. Do you get those? No. 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 no the only much. thing that I'll do is sometimes put a stick of butter, like a, a quarter stick of butter, in the microwave, and then pour a little butter on okay. top. Yeah, that's fair. I like also, the shaker. I like I the shaker. I feel fat like just explaining them. <laughs> Put more butter on my already well, buttered. They're not, no, they're not buttered. No, they're, they're not buttered. All, they and are salted. buttered. Oh, okay. They're definitely buttered. I, I read, I got the one you that said, okay, it good, said good. double buttered. Okay. But it was too big. I want personal pan popcorn. PPP. Well, that's what you get a girlfriend for. Yeah. She, she right. eats half the popcorn. She eats half the popcorn. Out. You know what? I'm on to something stuff. Yeah, yeah. You're next. <laughs> You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 1051 FM. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. If you're supporting the show, spread the word. Send the podcast or the Odyssey app to a friend or relative. Tell them to check out AWOD Radio Monday through Friday from 12 to 3 p.m. Phone lines are always open on the show. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. Or you can tweet us. At AWOD Radio, Sean called in during the break. I actually met Sean at the VCU game last week. So so cool the amount of support that I, I get from the listeners out here in Richmond. So I met Sean at the VCU game uh, last week. Member of the AWOD Army wanted to tell me that he's supporting the show. And then he called in and said, uh, Stub, we should try shredded Parmesan cheese on popcorn. Well, that makes sense. That's decent. I, I, I buy into that. You know, I've have you ever heard of like um, chocolate on popcorn? I've heard of that. Yeah, like the, the there's like the 
artisan popcorn that they make some places uh, that are like different flavors and are really high quality. Yeah. I've how had you, that once. How do you think cheddar would be on a popcorn? Because cheddar is my favorite cheese, but I just don't think it would mix right. <laughs> and now I will say white cheddar popcorn is like the smart pop. That's really good. Yeah. I, I, I that's feel white like cheddar. I think you could go just about any cheese. Really? It, it'd be something. I wouldn't pick cheddar. Yeah. But I, I, I don't think it, anything could really go too wrong there. But you, he's right on shredded Parmesan. It's good I on buy, everything. I, I, that. I put that on broccoli the other day. It was so yeah. silly. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, what other dude food news did we oh, want to bring up quick, that we forgot about? Uh, if you have the Chick-fil-A app, there's a local Chick-fil-A that you can go to and you can get a free chicken sandwich just if you show them you have the app downloaded. Really? So I, I, I did not. I should have done more research into that. You might have to look into it yourself. Check Is it the, the location. One, uh, yeah, I'm hoping it's the one on Broad Street. Might be able to hit it on the way home yeah, today. Yeah, that'd be nice. Right? Yeah, get a free Chicky Sammy. Yeah. Uh, but look into it as that is that is only this week. I wonder if if I get it for free, can I still get bacon and pepper jack cheese? That's a good question. Right? Or are they, they only going like to give the me the original? Sandwich. Yeah, probably that is the deluxe. Original. But that, I think you just have to download the app and show the app, right? Yes, that was that is what I've been told from my sources at NBC. Yeah, I saw from sources <laughs> at NBC too. NBC, maybe we need to bring them in for dude food. We should, we should talk. All right, it's time to head out on the fast break with AWOD on the fan. Let's go. Let's play some basketball here. We're going on the fast break with AWOD. From buzzer beating shots to the best highlight plays from around the league, every clutch moment. Stroking it from three. The all stars of the league. We're out in transition. It's a breakaway. It's good at the buzzer. It's the fast break and AWOD talking all things NBA. All right, we need some help today on the fast break with AWOD as we had Joel Embiid go off for 60, Carl Anthony Towns 62. I know this guy can score 100. It's Justin Fensterman on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. What's going on, Fensty? Hey, AWOD, what's going on? Just call me the Wilt Chamberlain of your guests. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. So what was the most impressive thing last night to you in the NBA? Was it Embiid? Was it Carl Anthony Towns, the T-Wolves blowing that lead? Or Kevin Durant's game winner? I mean, you got to give Kevin Durant credit. Back-to-back 40-plus point games for him, which is incredible what he could do two nights in a row. But how about Carl Anthony Towns? Give us and take it away because he lost the Minnesota Timberwolves that game. That was all on him. I even put this out on X, the artist formerly known as Twitter, last night during the game. Three minutes left in the first half. Hornets points 53. Carl Anthony Towns points 41. Towns versus the world. But then he started committing careless turnovers, and the Timberwolves deserved to lose that game. He got benched in the fourth day one. <laughs> yeah, it really was disappointing. And, you know, after the game, the coach and Anthony Edwards both said the same thing. They lost focus. It became the cat show, and uh, they just completely lost focus mentally in the game and gave up that big 18-point lead. We did have a trade, the Miami Heat. Heat culture acquiring Terry Rozier for Kyle Lowry in a pick. Rozier feels like a perfect guy for Heat culture. Yeah, and I think he'd be actually a perfect guy for the Wizards at this point as well. He'll bail out Jordan Poole a bunch, <laughs> but we'll save that for another conversation. It's an excellent trade for Miami. It's so great, AWOTC, what a first-round draft pick in the NBA really gets you. Because Terry Rozier, which, by the way, I think the Hornets with their health issues, not like they're really going anywhere. They could still use them. Terry Rozier for Kyle Lowry, you're not getting that much of a downgrade defensively. Offensively, though, through the moon. Now this gives you offensive insurance in case 
Jimmy Butler goes down again, or Tyler Hero goes down. They need to been a little bit banged up throughout the year, so this gives them a little bit more offense, and their shooting percentage is nothing to write home about. So Terry Rozier, one of the things he's good at is he understands that if his threes aren't falling, he has no problem faking like he's going to take the three, get the space from the defender that's facing him, and then take two giant steps inside, make a little floater, and that was his specialty. And you saw that happen last night when his threes weren't falling. Justin Fensterman on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline to go around the NBA with us here on the Fast Break with AWOD. Follow Justin on social media, at Fensty Sports. And uh, Fancy, you know you can lock it in, mark it down with the Sharpie every year, by the middle of February, the Lakers will have made a trade to give LeBron a shot at a title. I'm guessing that they want to go after Trey Young or DeJounte Murray. Zach Levine seems like the perfect fit. I don't know if they're going to be able to get him. What do you think happens with the Lakers? I actually do think Zach Levine, because if you've seen what Zach Levine's done on the Bulls, he's held down everybody else. And when Zach Levine is out of the lineup, you're seeing Kobe White flourish. You're seeing Vucevic play better, even DeMar DeRozan, too, with more volume. So I think he is the odd man out. So I could see the Bulls making that trade to the Lakers. Does that make the Lakers an immediate title contender? I don't think so. But at the same time, kind of what the Heat just did bolsters their offense. So you can see that. DeJounte Murray as well. Again, I don't know why Atlanta, maybe Atlanta thinks that Trey Young and Murray are just too similar to each other. I think they've made it work kind of like Ball and Rozier did in Charlotte. So to me, I don't know why Atlanta would want to break it up. But at the same time, their defense has been awful pretty much everywhere, too. So I could see them thinking, well, we're not going many places. We're not going to contend with this squad. So like you said, Levine and Murray are two players that I think are going to be out there. I thought maybe they would have a chance at Pascal Siakam. I thought he would actually fit in the front court with Anthony Davis, but then Pascal Siakam got traded to Indiana. Yeah, no, you're right about the Hawks. They're 18-25. and 25. It's so weird because it feels like they just paired DeJounte Murray and Trey Young together a few years ago. They did it on purpose, and now they'll probably be moving on from one of them. I thought it was very telling the other night when Murray hit the game winner. He didn't even look to pass it to Trey Young. It feels like the two are just not getting along, and really they're completely different uh, style of playmakers. Um, so I expect one of those guys to be traded. You mentioned Siakam goes to Indiana. Halliburton out for the next three games, then he'll get back healthy. Is that a big enough big three? to compete in the Eastern Conference with Halliburton, Miles Turner, and Pascal Siakam? No, I don't think it is, Awad. As much as I like Pascal Siakam, one of the things that we've seen from him, even when he was on Toronto, who doesn't play any defense, this Indiana Pacers team is great, and they added another great shooter as well, great scorer in Siakam. But this team essentially has to shoot 50% from the field, which they're averaging, by the way, they're top in the league, but they have to shoot 50% from the field if they're going to win games. And that's bad because they don't play a lick of defense at all. And that's a big problem. So while I applaud them for getting Siakam in general, it still really doesn't plug them their front court defensively at all. Miles Turner doesn't defend. Obi Toppin is allergic to defense. Really, you mentioned Halliburton being out another few games now. He's really, if you think about it, one of their best, their best defender now, especially with Bruce Brown gone. So they've got a big defense problem, and that's going to bite them in the rear end with whoever they have to face in the first round. Fancy, are you with me that this is going to be a really interesting second half of the season in the NBA, especially in the Western Conference with the top two seeds being Minnesota in Oklahoma City, 
if they're going up against Golden State or the Lakers in the first round, I think most people are going to side with experience over the young teams uh, in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely, and that's when you have to think, what's the help of this Lakers team going to be? We saw the Lakers do a bunch of deadline moves last season, and it transformed them defensively coming out of the All-Star break, and it was great. No wonder why they were able to beat Memphis. But now, you look at this Thunder team. First of all, Minnesota Timberwolves, you can, if you have a dominant center, you can get through their twin towers of Townsend Gobert. But at the same time, they play very good defense, and also Oklahoma City Thunder have very nice depth to them as well. So I just wonder if a team like the Lakers or even the Suns will be able to keep up with them because Oklahoma City runs a very fast-paced offense and they have a lot of youth, a lot of talent, and a bunch of floor stretchers as well. So that is a problem defensively, especially for a veteran team for the most part with two vets as your lead like the Lakers. But hey, I'd grab my smart food white cheddar popcorn and watch OKC Los Angeles Lakers in a seven-game series any day of the week. Get me the 1,200-calorie bag, A1. <laughs> I love that. That's Justin Fensterman. Fensterman, give him a follow on X at Fensty Sportsman. And when can they check you out on SiriusXM? I will be on, actually, post-conference championships for the NFL side of it. I'll be on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio. That's SiriusXM Channel 87. Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time for a few hours just talking about all things. Get you ready for the Super Bowl. Awesome, man. Good stuff as always. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Awad. Yep, you're listening to Awad Radio on the fan. It is a VCU game day. The Hokies men's basketball team are in action as well. We'll go around all of the college hoops in the state of Virginia with University Drive coming up next. I was driving. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to A-Wide Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. We're always available on the go around the country with the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Just search 910 The Fan to hear us Monday through Friday from 12 to 3 p.m. It's the best app out there for music, play-by-play, and sports talk. Gives you the ability to pause the show run some errands, rewind, and then pick up right where you left off, and you can use the Odyssey app to hear Robbie Robinson and Rodney Ashby on the call tonight for VCU Basketball hosting Loyola Chicago from the Seagull Center. I'll get you set with pregame coverage starting at 6.15, but we do have breaking news on The Fan. Breaking news on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, powered by Odyssey, is brought to you by BetQL. Morning. According to Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, the Milwaukee Bucks have fired Adrian Griffin as the head coach. The dismissal of head coach Adrian Griffin in the middle of the season here. Very odd. Sham Sharnia of The Athletic is already reporting that Doc Rivers has emerged as a serious candidate already to become the next head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. That's breaking news here on the fan. Milwaukee fires their head coach. The Bucks looking for a new man to lead Damian Lillard and Giannis Adetokounmpo in the postseason. Bucks fired Adrian Griffin this morning per Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN. You're listening to AWOD. I watched the first episode of She-Hulk. She's even hotter when she's green. Right now. Here's the thing. When she turns green, she's bigger and stronger, and everything about her is bigger. I am into (laughs) She-Hulk. On the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM.
So there's a lot going on here with this situation, right? So the Bucks dismissed their head coach Mike Budenholzer last year. In comes Adrian Griffin. Well, now they've they're expected to announce Joe Prunty as the interim head coach. The team is thirty and thirteen. They're second placed in the Eastern Conference. It is a weird situation. Um, trying to figure out what is going on here uh, in Milwaukee. Did did he upset Giannis? Are, are they trying to um, figure out that situation? Adrian Wojnarowski announces the Bucks are expected to make assistant coach Joe Prunty the interim coach. Stub, who do we got on the hotline here? Uh, Fenstie's back. Oh, Fenstie's back on to discuss this breaking news. Justin, what's going on, bud? What's going on, Awad? It's been a very busy last week in the NBA. Yeah, so uh, did you see this coming? What are your thoughts, man? I didn't see this coming, but one of the things that you I thought we were going to go into our interview and talk about was when you were saying the NBA was wide open. I was going to try to say maybe that the East was a little bit more open beyond the Celtics because the Bucks have had major defensive issues. This is a team that, while they're scoring a lot of points, essentially second most in the Eastern Conference per game, they're also letting up over 120 points per game. So they're not really stopping the bleeding on the other end. Now, they're in second place. They're 30 and 13. But can you really give credit to the first-year head coach here in Adrian Griffin, or is he just set up with a good roster, with a bunch of good pieces, with amazing veterans and unicorns like Giannis and a solid scorer in Lillard. I think they have major defensive issues, Awad. And to me, unless we find out some scandal or drama, soap opera drama, I think it's because of the defensive issue, personally. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, certainly I saw some people questioning why they fired Budenholzer last year. He had so much success um, with Milwaukee. And now Griffin, I mean, he's got to be one of the first head coaches to ever be fired on a two-game win streak, Fenstey. <laughs> you know what? It's interesting. You know what this reminds me of? Remember all those years ago when David Blatt was the yeah. coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers, and they were in, like, second place, I believe it was, in the conference. A similar record to this, but because he and LeBron didn't see eye-to-eye, they got rid of him. Yeah, I, you know, and I've been seeing this floating around social media, and I kind of think it's a joke, but maybe it has something to do with Theonis Adetiakumpo. Uh, the fact that, you know, he's in all these highlights as lowlights. He's not really doing anything productive for the team. It's just a weird situation because, remember, Griffin was hired over the summer to replace longtime coach Mike Budenholzer. The team's 30-13 and 13 on a two-game win streak, and he's out of a job. Right, and I mean, look, I understand that the last two games they had were against Detroit, one of the weakest teams in the league, but you thought that they were, and they were double-digit favorites naturally in both games, you thought they'd be able to handle the Pistons, Pistons hung in there both games, and then they got smoked against the Cavs, and I'm looking at some of these other teams, okay, they beat Sacramento, they beat the Warriors, they beat the Celtics, it has to be some kind of problem in the locker room, and I'm guessing it starts with Giannis. Ever since that record against Indiana where he kind of threw a fit because he thought that Indiana stole the basketball yeah. for his rec- for his collection, something's not right there. I don't know what it is, but that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I never thought Giannis was like that. And since then, I'm wondering if maybe there's a little bit more drama in that locker room. Yeah, good stuff, Fenstie. Appreciate it. We got to run. Grant and Danny coming up next from Washington, D.C.